John chapter 21, anyone ready for the word? It says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, somebody say when the morning was come. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Scripture says weeping may endure for a night, but somebody shout joy. It comes in the morning. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saying to them, children, have ye any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find they cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes i want to preach this for a few moments allow the lord to have his way as long as he chooses on this simple subject the miracle is waiting on a response the miracle is waiting on a response Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit that we already feel in this place. God, I pray, Lord, that you may anoint me. Help me, O oh God, to speak your word with power, with understanding. God, we give you glory and honor and praise for what you're already going to do. Lord, we lift you up and we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Now, somebody clap your hands before you're seated one more time. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Jesus' name. The miracle is waiting for a response. Many things influence our imagination negatively, especially past fears and even past desires. But anything that negatively influences your imagination is under your control. Uh, you can stop it. Let me help somebody here today to understand that you do have a choice you do not have to continue replaying the very thing that torments your mind and is causing you to lose hope i am encountering as my wife and i travel we are encountering too many people and children of god that are losing hope they're not walking in hope they're not speaking hope they're not living in hope the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I really feel in my spirit that we have too many people uh, that are going through their life without the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, if you don't have hope, you don't have substance. And if you lack substance, therefore you lack faith. 
Uh, and see, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to rob you of your hope, so therefore you don't have faith in Jesus. But I've come to remind somebody here today, we must put our hope in Jesus Christ. I cannot put my hope in man. I cannot put my hope in anything in this world, but we must put our hope in Jesus. It is important to know. It is important to understand. I'm going to pause here for a second because this has really been bothering me here, Pastor, because we're dealing with a lot of issues and things in life and things that we're going through in our life, and we are lacking hope. Uh, it is because, uh, many times, I can't say clearly it is because, but oftentimes we're dealing with things and, and we are losing our sense of security in God uh, because things aren't shaking out and things aren't working out the way we think they should work out and things aren't going in the direction we thought it would go so therefore it causes our, our, our faith to waver and it causes us to lose our praise when we come into the house of the Lord see that's why oftentimes see I, I'm already warmed up so just in case y'all just in case y'all didn't know but uh, but see oftentimes uh, we don't allow ourselves to get loose in the spirit of God because we are losing hope that is going to come to pass uh, See, that's why I can't put my trust in the things I see or the things that I touch. But I must be able to put my hope in Jesus Christ. So despite if I feel it or not, I'm still going to praise my God. Somebody clap your hands. Uh-huh. Uh, see, I, I, I don't I don't trust in uh, or I don't rely on things that uh, that I see. I don't rely or I don't put my trust in things that are tangible, if you will, because that's what the world or that's what the enemy wants you to do. Uh, he wants you to say, if you can't touch it, then it's not real. If you can't see it, then it's not going to pass. Uh, that devil is a liar. It doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I touch. But I must put my trust in Jesus Christ. See, that's why I don't base my salvation off of what I feel. No, I praise him off of who I know. And I know my God is a savior. I know my God is a healer. I know my God is a deliverer. And if you know God is able to do anything but fail, some ought to stand to your feet and clap your hands. Magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And so that's why it's important that we know and understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Uh, that's why praise and worship is so vital in the house of the Lord. I'm going to say that again. That's why praise and worship is so vital in the house of the Lord. Uh, I've, I've come, I've, I've been preaching now for a little while, uh, pastor. And so what I've come to understand is, is that I don't necessarily preach for a response. Uh, when I, when I started preaching, I used to get bothered sometimes if people didn't get with me or if people didn't 
didn't clap or if people didn't run around the aisles and do different things, I would think that I, I wasn't anointed of God. And God had to help me to understand, look, look, son, this is not about you to begin with. Uh, you, you're thinking too carnal. You're thinking too selfish. It's not about you. It's not about how they respond to you, but it's all about how they respond to me. Uh, so I've come to understand that I don't look for a response, but God searches for somebody that's going to respond to his word. He searches for somebody that says, I'm still able to do it. He's looking for somebody that believes that God is still able to deliver. I've come to preach to somebody here today that the miracle is waiting for a response. He's looking for somebody that still believes I can still heal. I can still deliver. I can still set free. I can still make ways when it seems like there's no way. God is still able to do anything. I wish I had a few believers in here that knew that God can still do the impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He still can do the impossible. Uh, and so I've come to understand, you know, one of the interesting stories in the Bible that we've come to know and come to understand uh, is when the man was in the tombs. Uh, and the Bible says that no man can tame him, uh, not even with, uh, with, with shackles or chains. The Bible calls them fetters. He, no one can tame him, not with shackles, nor with chains. No one. The Bible says he was cutting himself day and night. What's interesting about that story is it's not necessarily we understand and we've heard that scripture uh, preached before. We've heard this story preached oftentimes and then Jesus shows up. We know one that was not in his right mind. He was unclothed. He was naked, the Bible says. But when Jesus showed up, he was clothed and in his right mind. Now, there's two takeaways that I really, uh, I really take from this story because it's very interesting because the Bible lets us know that the people kicked Jesus out. And it wasn't because of what had happened to the man, but it's because they got rid of their livestock. That's why they kicked Jesus out. They were more concerned about their food and money source than they were about somebody that was tormented day and night. Somebody say, help us, Lord. We cannot get get too comfortable in this church we cannot get comfortable in this church that we allow the enemy to torment our children in this city we cannot get comfortable too concerned just because I got clothes on my back I got a roof over my head I got food on my table but we must cry out for this city we must cry out for our young people that are being tormented the Bible says day and night so it's interesting here to know that the scripture says that he cannot be bound with fetters and chains. But the scripture lets us know that he remained in the graveyard. So that's interesting because if he was never bound, why did he stay in the graveyard? The interesting thing is, is that he never left 
the graveyard. The Bible says he remained in the tombs day and night. See, too often we're looking for God to deliver us and Jesus said, I've already sent the deliverance. You are no longer bound. You are no longer bound by anything. There's no chains. There's no shackles holding you down. So why are you remaining in the graveyard? See, too often we're hanging around and being in places that we should not be in. I'm trying to help somebody here today because we're living amongst the dead but God is saying get out the dead get away from the graveyard get out the tombstones and get amongst the living get away from folks that's always bringing you down get away from people that's always talking about you and get around somebody that's going to lift up the name of Jesus that's going to build your faith up that's going to rise up and say I still believe God that's going to say I still trust in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. He stayed in the graveyard. He never left the tomb. And so we must know that and believe that. And I believe this preacher has come to help somebody here today. That the miracle is waiting on a response. I'm here to help somebody here today. I'm here to let you know that God has already sent the miracle. I don't know what you need in your life. I don't know what's going on in your home. I don't know what's going on in your spirit. But there's somebody here today that came for a miracle of God. There's somebody here today that needs the chains to be broken. You need to be loose in the Holy Ghost. There's somebody here today that needs to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that enemy's been telling you, it's not for you. It's not for me. I don't know if I'll ever get it. I've been down to the altar too many times that is a lie from the devil you gotta break loose from that spirit and say I'm coming down to this altar because I shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost you've got to know it I don't care what's going on in your home I don't care what's going on in your family but I'm here to let somebody know the miracle is waiting on a response God can show up but if you don't move if you stay where you are if you sit in your pity party if you sit in your mess oh I know I'm talking to somebody in here y'all can sit on me all day if you want to but I'm here to let somebody know God is looking for somebody to respond he's looking for somebody to rise up he's looking for somebody to shout somebody shout hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah clap those hands unto the Lord and magnify the name of Jesus I, I, I really am trying to behave myself Pastor Harpo I really am I know this is your first time meeting me but I really plan on getting loose tonight so I'm really trying because I know it's Sunday morning and we just woke up and trust me I've been up real early we got four girls that we had to get ready oh y'all ain't hearing me it's an assembly line in our house okay alright you're done next okay All right. that's how it is in my home it's an assembly line so by the time I get to church, I'm like this. Jesus, you're going to have to come through and quicken my spirits because I'm tired. We tired before we even leave the house. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Wish I had a few parents in here that can shout amen on that one. Tired before you leave the house. You get your what a mighty God. 
we serve. You don't really believe that he's mighty. But I'm trying to help somebody here today. I've come with a message. I'm not trying to be revelatory or give you something that you've never heard before. I'm trying to get to your level right now. Because the devil's been after somebody here today. I believe I'm preaching to somebody here in the Holy Ghost. Because you need a breakthrough. You need something to come through and change your world. You need something to come through and bring you deliverance. You need something to come through and rock your world. You need a change. I'm tired of going through the same emotions. I'm tired of looking up and getting the same results. I'm tired of going through things just because I'm going through. But I need to change. I need God to move. I need God to shake me from where I am. Somebody clap your hands and give God. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Please be seated. But your miracle, somebody say it's on you. Uh huh. Let's make it personal. Say it's on me. Your miracle is on you. I'm gonna say that again. Your miracle is on you. You've got to excuse me. That's why I'm trying to contain myself. But we just came out of a three-day revival, my wife and I, and we've seen eight miracles take place with our own eyes. We just came out of revival, and we've seen eight miracles. I'm talking about people that had chest pain for years, and the chest pain instantly went away. I'm talking about people that walked in on crutches, and they walked out without the crutches. I'm trying to behave myself, but I'm trying to wake somebody up here on this morning and say, your miracle is way on a response it's up to you you don't have to walk out of here the same way you walked in here it's on you you don't have to walk out of here bound but you can be delivered somebody say it's on you you don't have to walk out of here with your head hung down but you can rise up out of here with your head lifted up that's why the bible says i look to the hills from which cometh my help my help it comes from the lord who made heaven and earth now if he can make heaven and earth what makes you think he can't take care of your problems what makes you think he can't take care of your situation but i know a god that is able i know a god that is able to bring you out i know a god that is able to deliver i know a god that is able to set free i know a god that is able to pick you up you don't have to stay bound you don't have to stay chained down but my god is able to do anything you need him to do somebody clap your hands one more time the bible says let me give you one more story why i'm so passionate when it comes to being delivered and having miracles happen in your life you know now i know people are already out there probably saying i wonder how old he is because it happens everywhere i go 
they think I look young, but then they say, well, he's bald head. We got to add at least five, at least a minimal. 38 years old. All right. Oh, thank you. Okay. My wife calls me 40 already. She's 30 and holding. Praise God. Yes. You know how that is. That's a long holding. All right. She's not in here. So praise God. Don't tell her I said that. So this young man is very passionate because every one of our children, every one of them had complications. We even lost children. I want you to hear me and hear me well. Every one of them, we had different complications. The recent one that we just had, her name is Carrington. 11 months, she'll be a year old here in September. We thought everything was just fine because we had no complications. All the way up. Now, everyone. There was one where my wife almost lost her life. I, I could tell you story after story about how we believe God in every situation. But you know how we pray prayers and we say, Lord, I'm happy as long as the the baby's healthy and everything's okay. Pastor, that means so much to me now, more than it's ever been before in my life. Because everything was fine all the way leading up. And here comes our baby Carrington coming forth. And all of a sudden, the doctor's eyes got so wide. She's looking at all the other helps. We started with about five or six people in the hospital room. There ended up being 25 people in the room. Doctors were coming from everywhere because they were trying to figure out what in the world is this. The umbilical cord had multiple knots going all the way through the umbilical cord. Not just one. We have pictures of it on our phone. It was, it was so knotted, the doctor said, we don't know how food was getting to this baby. They said, we have no idea how this baby even survived. Doctors were coming in saying, can we keep this? Because we need to do research to see how food and blood was coming through this umbilical cord. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. I said, go ahead, doctor. You can do all the research you want. But I read in my scripture, his ways are above our ways as far as the heaven. As far as the heaven is from the earth, you can't explain God. You can't explain his miracles. You can't explain his blessings. But I'm thankful for the goodness of God. If you need a miracle, I'm trying to tell somebody. You've just got to believe that God is able to do it. If you need a miracle, you just got to know that God is still able. Somebody clap your hands just one more time. Hmm. 
ti ala baha hi We cannot have a spirit. I really feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. Excuse me while I just kind of take my time here just for a few minutes. But we cannot have we've got to come against the spirit of Martha. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? Let me explain to you. The Bible says that when Lazarus died, her brother, Jesus was coming. And the Bible says that Martha came to Jesus and said, if you would have been here. My brother wouldn't have died. But the scripture says that she immediately spoke faith. Because the Bible says that, but I believe even now. Whatever you say, whatever you ask, it shall be done. That's what Martha said. She said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But I believe even now, whatever you ask, it shall be done. Jesus reassures her and says, your brother will rise again. But then immediately, right after Martha spoke faith, she contradicted what she said. She said, oh, I believe I'm going to see him again at the resurrection. Jesus had to let her know, I am the resurrection and the life. He had to let her know, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus asked her a question and said, do you believe this? Martha said, I believe that thou art the son of Christ. That thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus was not asking asking Martha of clarification of who he was. Jesus knew who he was. He was asking her, do you believe in me? And I want to help somebody here today. Because too many of us have that spirit of Martha where we've come to God and we say, Lord, I believe you can do it right now. And then something happened in your life to where all of a sudden you got a lower level of faith. You went from right now to whatever. I don't even know if it's possible. See, too many of us in here have had things have happened in our life. We're going through situations right now where you've come to God and said, I believe that you can do it now. But things life takes place and then all of a sudden we say well maybe later and then we go from maybe later to I don't even believe if it's going to happen I still believe in you but I don't believe it's going to happen we've got to get rid of that spirit that tries to torment our mind to make us to think that God is still not the same yesterday today and forever if God gave you a word I don't care if it was three years ago you've got to trust and believe that God is able to do it who told you that you won't be delivered that's a lie from the devil who told you you can't have the Holy Ghost that's a lie from the devil who told you the chains aren't falling off that's a lie from the devil you've got to believe that God is able to do it but we cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in a word that we received a year ago and because it's been one year we don't believe is coming to pass. I don't care if your situation is dead. It doesn't matter what it looks like in your eyes. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter because the Bible says that Jesus specifically said, though he were dead, it doesn't matter. He shall live because I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell somebody that he is the resurrection and the life. I don't care what it looks like in your home. He is the resurrection and the life. So we must come to a place and know that a miracle is going to take place here today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. A miracle is going to take place here today. I want you to understand something here. Because... Oftentimes, I grew up in church. I want you to know something. We don't need everyone shouting around the aisles and jumping and doing cartwheels for a miracle to take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my, my purpose today was not to get you to go all crazy. My purpose was you to hear me because there's going to be a miracle that takes place here today. And I wanted your faith to receive it. Because when your faith receives it, that's when it's going to take place. Doesn't matter how high you can jump or how, how long you can run. It doesn't matter. Because we can run and jump and scream and holler and walk out of here the exact same way. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm beyond church feeling good. And I go back on Monday and I'm still the same old sinner, same old person, same old way, stuck in the same old ways. I want to be changed by God. I need him to grip my heart. I need him to regulate my mind. I need him to turn me around. I need him to take me in another direction. I need God to do something great in my life. I don't want to be the same Eddie Robinson. But I need God to change me. And I'm here to let somebody know here today that if you need the gift of the Holy Ghost, God's going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost here today. How many know that's the greatest miracle of all? This is my word, what I feel in my spirit, Pastor. New life. We will no longer, notice I said we, because I include myself everywhere I go. When I preach, I oftentimes preach to myself. We will no longer be comfortable being comfortable. Oh, I'm going to say that again until you receive it. We will no longer be comfortable being comfortable. Your pastor is a great visionary. I'm not talking about that. He's a great leader and executor and knows how to get. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking to somebody's spirit here today. We will no longer be comfortable being comfortable. I'm trying to tell you we don't have the kids in here right now, but we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Oftentimes I do things not just for myself but for my family. There's sometimes I push not just for myself but for my wife and for my children because I cannot allow myself to be comfortable in my spirit. See too often we go Sunday after Sunday, week after week, even year after year being the same mundane way and same spirit, same mindset and we're not receiving any greater revelation or any greater anointing or 
or any level of faith that is being elevated but I've come to preach the new life fellowship we can no longer be comfortable being comfortable there must be something that moves us and say I'm tired of being comfortable but I want to be uncomfortable I want God to shake me I want God to make me I want God to mold me I need him to change my mind I need him to change my ways I need him to change my thoughts oh some of you getting it maybe let me preach to this side I need God to shake my world I need God to rock my boat I need to step out by faith I need to trust God with everything that I have I need to trust God with everything that I am I don't care if I've got to run I don't care if I've got to shout I don't care what I need to do but I've got to trust him let's stand to our feet right now I can no longer be comfortable being comfortable. But I must allow myself being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Are you hearing me? Hmm. Am I helping somebody over here? We must be comfortable with being uncomfortable, my brother. I hope this church is hearing me and the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now. I know I've got a word from God. And we cannot be comfortable with just being comfortable. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, there should be an unexpected. We should expect the unexpected. I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. We should expect the unexpected. Good singing is great. Great musicians are amazing. I love it all. It's all a part of great church. But a changed life. A changed heart. A changed way. Is what we should expect. Because that's the God that we serve. We serve a God that is able to change any individual in the house here today. You can take away singing. You can take away musicians. And God can still perform a miracle. You can strip down to bare bones. But God told the prophet, can these bones live? (laughs) Because it doesn't take much for God. All it takes is a response. That's all it takes is a response. And when you respond, you're acting by faith believing that God is going to take care of the rest let's lift our hands right now towards heaven come on come on look there's people already responding there's people already responding there's people already come on lift those hands come on come on I feel the book of Jew the Jew the Bible says building up your most holy faith come on praying in 
the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. Come on, lift up those hands right now. Oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For the next 30 seconds, I want everybody in here that knows what I'm talking about as far as praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, come on. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Come on, come on. Come on, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Come on. Come on, the miracle's waiting on a response. Come on, the miracle's waiting on a response. In the name of Jesus. Come on, the miracle's waiting. Come on, the miracle's waiting on a response. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, get rid of that spirit of Martha that's saying it can't happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. Come on, don't let that spirit of Martha. Don't let it shake you. Don't let it break you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. If there's anybody in here that's dealing with any type of addiction, now I'm stepping out here now, okay? I know I'm stepping out here. That's okay. If this is a church of love, somebody shout hallelujah. Do you really believe that? Shout amen. Okay. If you're dealing with any, any, any type of addiction, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Doesn't matter any type of addiction I want you to come I want you to come I want you to come I don't care what it is I want you to come God's going to break that addiction I I need to know who you are though so I want them to come right here please any type of addiction come on come on come on come on the miracle is waiting on a response come on the miracle is waiting on a response come on any type of addiction come on come on there's there I, I feel in the spirit there's there's a few more there's a few more come on in the name of Jesus new life come on I don't want anybody by themselves up here please please I don't want anyone up here by themselves come on but but I, we need to know who they are come on they're, they're still coming they're still coming any type of addiction come on the miracles waiting on a response in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus come on now if you're up here and you need God to break that I want you to lift your hands right now I want you to lift your hands new life I need you to stretch forth your hands stretch forth your hands hallelujah now if you need a miracle you don't need to cry out for it, but you need to praise God for it. If you need a miracle, you don't need to cry out. Listen to me. You don't need to cry out for it, but you need to praise God for it. And what we're going to do, new life, we're going to shout hallelujah. That's the highest praise we can give him. I need your help. I need you to shout hallelujah. Come on, let's practice that. Shout hallelujah. Come on, new life, shout hallelujah. We're going to worship God. 
chains are going to be broken miracles are going to take place addictions are going to fall off people up here are going to be filled with the holy ghost right now come on shout hallelujah come on new life hallelujah Jesus. 